Welcome to the Self-Care 101 podcast with your host, straight-talking life coach, Pooja McClymont. This show provides simple self-development, supporting you to embody your self-worth so that you can live the happier, more fulfilled life that you deserve without burning out. Thank you so much for listening today. Hello, it's season two, episode 17. How are you doing? Today I want to talk about badges of honour that you'll find people using almost as a way to say, I'm woke. Don't even get me started on woke people. What I'm talking about is saying that you're something as if it's so self-aware of you, but then you're either not turning it into a superpower or you don't realise that there's actually something not quite right about what you're saying. I'm going to talk about a couple of examples that people tend to use as badges of honour and I'm going to flip it so that it becomes something helpful and powerful instead. I've picked a few that really piss me off. I find when something pisses me off, I can help a lot better. So they are one, empaths, two, busy people and three, those that glamorise overworking and burnout. So let's get to it. Now we all have a dark side, even a secret side, and this is where we harbour the things that we don't want people to know about us. Let's even just start there for a second. Write this question down. What don't I want people to know about me? What don't I want people to know about me? And be brutally honest, and I'll help you out with three of mine. First one, I don't want you to know that I struggle with managing my stress, especially when I'm overwhelmed with all the juggling that I have to do in my life. Second one, I don't want you to know that I'm embarrassed to get intimate with my husband since I've gained weight. And the third one, I don't want you to know that I like things a certain way and will do what I can to make sure I can have it my way. Trust me, it's a liberating exercise and it's great to see where you might be able to grow. Anything like this takes courage. Reflection and asking yourself difficult questions takes courage. But there is so much opportunity, beauty and potential if you just ask yourself these questions and be brutally honest with yourself. So let's now move on to badges of honour. Firstly, why do we do it? Okay, well, there we are generally conditioned from an early age to be a certain way, whether that's what we see from our parents or guardians, and then at school, and then media and society. We then choose, albeit unconsciously, which path actually suits us. And then we live our lives this way until we hit a bump in the road and realize that we're not being true to ourselves because quite honestly, we don't know who we bloody well are you the life coach. (laughs) And you know what I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. No doubt you have people in your life who are always fine, who work so hard, they're exhausted and they keep achieving and they use badges of honor basically to make themselves feel better about what they're not being honest about. So take empaths, for example. They brag about being empaths, but then don't actually use it as a superpower, which it is. It is. With everything in life, you need to consciously know what that power is, how to cultivate it, use it for good while still looking after yourself. We need empaths. 
I'm an empath and boy, do I feel everything. But equally, I can disturb the energy of a room if I'm not my best self. And I'm very aware of this now. And I try to use my good energy in a room and remove myself from situations if I know that I'm not being my best self for whatever reason. But there are a number of people, social media strikes again, that claim that they are empaths, but then do nothing, nothing to use their gifts. So if you're an empath and you're using it as an excuse to not be socializing or supporting people that you care about, I urge you to have a think about what you're doing. It's one thing to be self-aware and it's another to be a total dick. (laughs) Oh, who's just being harsh right now? But let's just use this simple language that we know and love. Why overcomplicate it? And you wouldn't be listening to the show if you wanted it to be all softly, softly. Plus, you know what? That's not me. Unless we're working together, because that's when I'm super nice, but also super ready for any of your bullshit. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. So what I'm saying here is that you can be an empath and use it to your advantage to become a better person. Being self-aware is awesome. If you know about yourself, you know how to A, protect yourself, and B, you have an opportunity to share your gifts. Being an empath affords you a beautiful way to connect with people that makes them feel safe and special. It gives you a way to understand, resonate, and support those that don't feel seen and heard. It allows you to be a force for good, kindness and change in this troubling world that we live in. Wow. If you're an empath, have you used your gift in this way? So after you've reviewed this, then it will be time to add the boundary of safety for yourself. Only give when you can. Know when you can and ensure that you give. Because my job, my job as a life coach is to give. Now, I need to allow space in my life to be able to give to my friends and family as well. And the way I'm able to do this is by meeting them in person. When I'm present, I am completely present. And I prefer to do this in the early part of the day rather than evenings, as that's when I'm at my best. And then I use the rest of the day to come back to centre by going for a walk, singing, meditating or watching Real Housewives. If you've been listening for a while, you know that the Real Housewives of Anywhere are my (laughs) go-to. I also manage my time by seeing clients bi-weekly. This way, I know that there are two weeks every month that I have more space to give to loved ones. Now, I'm a work in progress. I can do more, and I will. But I need some time at the moment to adjust to my new home and my routine before I can commit further. But I have a goal. I have a plan and I'll see it through because I want to be a better person. And with all this self-awareness, I totally can be. And this excites me. So have a think for yourself. Those are my boundaries. I created those boundaries because my job, what I do for a living is to give. So I have to protect myself. Your job may not be to give for a living. Your job may be something completely different. You're giving in your job, but that also means that you have time and space to give to others. And if we can't give to others, then what is the point of our existence? So let's move on to busy people now. 
And you know who I'm talking about here. They're the ones who, that if you want to see them, they've got no free, free weekends at all for like two months into the future. They're the ones who are rushing from one place to another every single day. Their constant response is, I have no time. I'm so busy. The ones who brag about being busy like it's something to be proud of. It isn't. And I'll tell you why. When you're busy being busy, you're kidding something within yourself. You're either being controlled by societal's demands, like putting the kids in all the after-school clubs, saying yes to all the birthday parties, and whilst you think you're living life, you're actually not. You see, you need to slow down. Stress is induced when you have lots of things to do and is probably adding to your plate of stress from your day job. But if you slow down, you'd soon see that all the yeses aren't actually adding up to a fulfilling life. If you find yourself in this camp, it would benefit you to do some work on yourself. Building self-awareness is going to help you to see what you're hiding from yourself. What don't you want people to know about you? You'll then be able to cull that diary a bit more to make space for the things that truly matter. Time alone and time for yourself is an essential part of living a great life. And trust me, you can find time. You just need to reevaluate where your time is being spent right now. A Marie Kondo type activity. If it doesn't bring you joy, chuck it. For those people who are always busy being busy, rushing from one thing to the next, their diaries are so full, they have no time for themselves, they have no time for other people, but yet they have time to do all these things that have nothing to contribute to their fulfilling lives. They don't make their lives fulfilling. And you know who you are. If I'm talking to you right now, you know who you are. You're always tired. Your brain never switches off. When you go to bed at night, you've got 101 things going on. When you wake up in the morning, you have to-do lists coming out of your every crevice. You never get on top of things. Everything needs to be perfect. You have to do this or nothing. That all or nothing thinking. You rarely give any time for yourself. And when I say time for yourself, I'm not talking about just sitting and having a coffee. I mean, actually going within and saying, what would really make me happy? You can't answer the question, what do you want? During the pandemic, we had time to reflect. We had quiet time. We had a lot of time at home and many people used it to change their lives. Be that moving home, moving out of the city, moving into something smaller, moving into something bigger. Be that changing jobs. Be that changing the way they work so they could spend more time with their family. If you did nothing, if you did nothing to change your life in the pandemic, if you sat there feeling a victim to the pandemic, you need to cull your life. You need to understand what it is you want from your life because I promise you, you are on the road to burning out. Worse, depression. And at a certain point in our lives, it is very hard to come back from those ailments. So I urge you, if you are busy being busy, if you can't make the time for the people that matter to you, If you can't make time for yourself, it's always a struggle for you to find time for yourself. You must slow down 
and reorganize your life. And finally, let's talk about those that glamorize overworking. Now, this is basically burnout and it's similar to being busy. Now, I know this one very well and I can tell you firsthand that the fall ain't pretty. When I burnt out back in 2012, it was horrendous. There is a short program on channel four, which I'm sure you can catch up on on all four. If you can watch it, it's called Victoria. And it was part of a series of programs that were so beautifully and excellently made. I only watched Victoria, to be honest, because it was heart-wrenching when I watched it. When I watched Victoria, it's basic, the program is about a lady who is depressed. She doesn't know she's depressed and she's entertaining some friends. And during that time she falls. And there are some things that she says in there, in the script that were the things that I had said when I was falling. It was so true to life that as I sat and watched it, I was almost in a trance where I went back to 2012 when I fell and I really felt it. Like it, I really, really felt it. And I haven't, I haven't, I'm getting choked up. I haven't felt what I felt way back then ever since until I watched that completely have a watch of it if you find yourself overworking or busy being busy it's a reality check that might be worth looking into because sometimes we don't admit to ourselves that there's something wrong sometimes we get so used to living the lives that we live that we don't actually realize how much we're hurting ourselves until it's reflected back at us in some way shape or form Sometimes it's a social media post, sometimes it's something we watch, sometimes it's something we hear. But essentially there's something wrong when you watch something and it hurts you to your core. It might mean that that's your mirror. So go check it out, Victoria on Channel 4. Now working hard to achieve a goal, even if it is at work, it doesn't mean overworking because you do need to rest. That's when creativity flows and your productivity increases. I'd also ask you this. Is the overworking actually producing better results for you? You'll be surprised that when you step back and just do what you need to do, how much you actually can achieve. But this takes a bit of courage because you're so used to the overworking cycle that you do that to do anything else, especially something that promotes rest well, that can be quite scary. So if you're someone who's juggling lots of balls, if you drop one, then they all fall. But the greatest minds of our time will tell you how much importance they put on stepping back, stepping away from their work, because it actually improves their work. Now, if you're a high performer and you want to do well in your career, have a read of Robin Sharma's 5am club. Now I know waking up at 5am seems daunting to many of you, but if you really want to be great, it's a fantastic read and kind of like a manual. 
Now, you don't have to do everything in it, but there are a number of lessons in there that really make a lot of sense and can support you to maintain your career aspirations while also looking after yourself. Now, somebody who does do the overworking or glamorizing the overworking, obviously, I'm not going to advocate that. I am going to tell you to stop it because you're going to burn out and it's really, really horrible to burn out. But there is a superpower in your work ethic. There is. There is. It's not the overworking part. It's the working well part. It's the focus on a goal and achieving it part. It is somebody who wants more from their life than just the mundane nine to five. It's somebody who wants to make a difference in the world. And, you know, you don't have to always make a difference in an existential way, you know, in a way of helping communities and societies directly. That doesn't always mean that. It could be that you create technology that helps other people. It could be that you raise money that helps other people. It could be that you help in medicine. It could be that you help the environment. It doesn't matter what it is you do. You're making change. You're affecting the world in a positive way. But don't lose yourself within that. That's all. That's all that I'm saying here is that you do a good job, turn it into a superpower. And when you spend a little less time working on those things, give your skills to other people. Mentor. Show others how to create a goal, focus on it, work towards it. Because I'm pretty sure that even those of you who overwork have got some level of routine that keeps you structured, motivated and focused. And those are really beautiful things. The discipline that it takes to write a goal and achieve it is really, really a big deal. So consider your superpowers within that. And finally, a very, very final note. Now this is for Gen Z and their incessant need for labels and putting themselves in boxes. Now, if you're a Gen Zer, please, I urge you to reconsider needing to be defined, defined and defined. I've talked about this in probably two other shows about labeling yourself. When you put yourself into these boxes, what you're doing is that you're limiting yourself. All that you could be and all that you could do is diminished by the box you put yourself into. Now, whilst there is a lot of responsibility on your shoulders, you've got to know that you're not alone. There are generations before you that are still here and will help you. We have children. My child is technically a Gen Zer. He's five years old. Now, we know how important your causes are, but please, for the sake of your sanity and your mental well-being, label yourself less. What you'll find is that you'll be much more free you'll be much more at peace and you'll be able to live your life fighting your causes whilst keeping yourself well and getting to enjoy your life. I wrote a piece or I commented on an article in Thread Magazine, which is specifically for Gen Zers, and I urge you to read it. You can find the article on my press page on my website. And in that, I definitely advocate for people living their lives whilst also supporting the causes that are important to them. Because if you don't, you won't be able to support those causes. That's it. Now, those of us who are not in Gen Z, we do have a responsibility to support them, to help them and to guide them. And quite simply, 
Just do it. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain for supporting them. So please, if you can, please do it. Support. So whichever camp you fall into, whether an empath, a busy person or an overworker, just remember that we control our minds. Whatever you want from your life, you need to tell your mind every single day. So if you don't want to be stressed, you need to say, I am calm and in control. Never say what you don't want because the brain processes it as a want and you have to say it in the present as if you already have it. So if you want to work on your mindset so that you are less stressed and more in control, then I'd like to invite you to a one hour, totally free, coaching experience with me. And in that hour, I'm going to show you exactly how you'll be able to have what you want. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. Head to the link in the description of the show and book your call with me today. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Self Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate and review over on Apple Podcasts so that other people like you can find the show. For more information about the work I do, head over to my website, poojamaclimont.com and for daily inspiration, please follow me on Instagram at poojamaclimont. Sending love and talk to you soon.